is Mickey Wright, and I want to welcome you to Beauty Superstars Talk, your backstage pass to experts in beauty. I believe success leaves clues, and if you want to be the best, you have to hang out with the best. This podcast allows you to do just that. I've spent my career as an award-winning hairstylist, independent educator, and salon coach who's helped tens of thousands to get more clients and make more money. I was also one of the first African-American owners of a full-service salon and day spa in the country. In short, I love beauty, business, and peeking backstage. If that sounds like you, I invite you to join me each week as I bring you the best and brightest Black artists and entrepreneurs in the beauty industry to share their stories, leave you with tips, tricks, and insights to take your business to the next level, and to take you backstage in their part of the industry. So if you're ready, let's go. Well, I want to welcome you to Beauty Superstars Talk. My name is Mickey Wright, and um, I wondered if you've ever thought of how far your license could take you in this industry. Um, As I said, my name is Mickey, and I'm your host, and I actually invite you, if you're on YouTube, to subscribe to us to ring the bell so you can be notified of more of these great interviews that we're about to embark on tonight. And lately I've been accused of not sharing my story or enough of my story. So I want to start this episode um, with um, a little bit of my story and how it ties into our guest tonight. So recently I got to interview my mom and she actually went to cosmetology school when I was an infant. So I've been around the industry pretty much my whole life. And, uh, you know, we talked about myself and my sister who were in the business, being in the business and how she felt about that. And she was saying how surprised she was when I said that I wanted to go into the industry. And I told her I was just as surprised. Okay, (laughs) but I remember the advice she suggested, you know, was after being um, highly suggested to a friend or by a friend that I go to, you know, and that I do this as a career. And she suggested that I go to school and kind of try it out, see if I like it, you know, and it's like, and even if I didn't like hair, there were a lot of things that I could do if I had a cosmetology license, Um, you know, things like makeup, which I was already into. I could be an artist. I could be a sales rep. I could work for a corporation and beauty or fashion any of those things. And of course I did end up falling in love with hair. So uh, I didn't explore too much outside of that, but never in my wildest dreams would I've dreamed of working on Capitol Hill, like our next guest here tonight does. And it just shows you, you know, how far you can take this career and how many different opportunities that there are that a lot of us, we don't even think about, we don't even know about. And so that's part of what this, um, this show is all about. And um, Kimberly Coleman is like, I'm going to bring her on shortly. I want to say a few more things before we actually jump in. But she um, is uh, black. She is a female and she is a barber and she works on Capitol Hill. So I think it's so impressive to the, for the Senate, actually. And we're going to dive into um, that. But I, I wanted to tell you a little bit as far as why I started Beauty Superstars Talk um, definitely is to celebrate artists, you know, black artists in the industry who are excelling and to share how many opportunities that there are, you know, like I mentioned that we may not even think of um, that exists, you know, for us to use our gifts, our talents and to prosper in this industry. So, you know, as I mentioned, I'm 
Mickey Wright and I'm my second generation, my mom and my sister are in the industry. Uh, I've spent my career as an award-winning hairstylist and educator, and I've helped lots, of, you know, tens of thousands of other stylists and salon owners to excel. And um, I'm one of the first African-American owners of a full-service salon and day spa in the country. And in short, you could really say that I love the industry. And so Superstars Talk has um, was actually born out of the unfortunate um, murder of George Floyd and the racial tensions that erupted after that spilled into the beauty industry. And I actually had the privilege to be on a couple of Zoom calls um, with various black artists in the industry kind of coming together, wanting to um, for us to introduce ourselves to each other, to meet each other, to hear our stories. And, um, you know, there's definitely some challenges and pain that I heard through um, subtle and not so subtle racism, you know, within the industry or for anyone who doesn't know or hasn't been awake, it's like uh, the beauty industry is probably second to only churches as far as how segregated it is. Yeah. And one of the things that was impressive, of course, anyone who was on the call, they did not let any of that stop them. Um, but I left the whole meeting just feeling totally inspired and like all of these stories have to be shared. And so I've expanded my platform to be able to um, create a safe space for Black artists uh, who are excelling in the beauty industry to tell their own stories because I, I think sometimes others are, try to tell our story for us. Mm -hmm. And so this is for us to tell our own story and we're actually here to inspire, to educate, to heal. And so without further ado, I wanna welcome my guest, Ms. Kimberly Coleman. So thank you so much for being here. <laughs> thank you so much. And thanks, thank you for having something like this that we can share our stories and where we come from. Cause some people think a lot of times you just show up with these tools in your hand and, um, and don't know the backstory. So mm -hmm. I appreciate this. And um, a lot of things came out of this whole COVID and this George Floyd kind of thing, even for me. And I'll share that a little bit in my story. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just a little black girl that grew up in PG County. Okay. Um, matter of fact, Landover, not far from FedEx Field. Um, I have a girlfriend that I always share that she was one of the ones. Her name is Cheryl Crosby. She worked at the Hair Academy in New Carrollton. She's just one of the ones that kind of had a salon and she was, you know, we were young and, you know, she had money and, you know, she was buying the jeans and fancy stuff. And I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't <afford laughs> that stuff. And my mother said she wasn't paying for me to go to hair school. Okay. You know, I was going to work or go to or go to college. So I ended up going to work. I, you know, I stopped working and um, I always wanted to do hair. And I, I kind of on the side helped my girlfriend, Cheryl, like shampoo hair and things like that, you know, cause she, so she can share her riches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, just, and just through that, you know, that kind of got me interested in hair. And then I just did corporate jobs. I worked for a Fortune 500 company. I worked for Johnson Controls for 12 years. At the, um, and I didn't start even thinking about hair until I found a man and uh, I fell in love. And uh, he, we, you know, I dated him for a little while. And, you know, you had the, the house, the daughter had a, a a daughter at the time, she was 12, 13 years old, and in the white picket fence. And I was like, I still wasn't fulfilled. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I still didn't. It was just that one thing that I just didn't have. I had the, the good guy, the daughter doing well in school and things like that. And um, I didn't know exactly what it was. And then it just clicked. And I know it was a God thing. Let me say that. It was a God thing. Mm-hmm. And I went to hair school. Um, I didn't know what hair school to go to. Um, I talked to my girlfriend, Cheryl. I referred back to her. And she said, Kim, you you know, at your age, I was 44 years old. She said, at your age, you need to go to the best. You need to go to the best school. And, um, you know, because you're starting late in the game. So um, I decided to go somewhere close by. Um, at the time, I was living in um, Arundel County. And I ended up going to um, a Paul Mitchell school. Mm-hmm. And I ended up in a Paul Mitchell school. And I got there. I liked the school. I filled out this application and did this whole thing. And I only went there because of the name of the school. Mm-hmm. I did not know I filled out an application for a barbering program. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was filling out the application for a cosmetology school. Okay. As soon as I finished uh, applying, they said, welcome to Paul Mitchell Barbering Program. I said, what? In my head, I first of all, it was an all Caucasian school. I didn't want to feel like I was crazy for filling out an application, not knowing exactly what type of school I was in. So I didn't say nothing. I said, Thank you. I'm excited. And oh man, I was scratching my head and didn't realize after three days of signing a contract, you can get out of a contract, but I didn't know that at the time. Okay. So God had truly blessed me because in this school, I learned how to do all Caucasian hair. Um, they didn't teach me barbering to the last couple months of uh, this program. So I did, you know, straightening, flat ironing, you know, all kinds of things, prior coloring, cutting, all that prior to even picking up a pair of clippers which was another blessing because I did not know how to do men's hair at all. Okay. And, um, so graduating from this program, I was so scared to do, I still was scared to do hair. So what I did before I graduated from this program, I applied to JC Penney's in Columbia, Maryland, in okay. the Columbia Mall. And what I did, y'all, I took the front desk for a year because okay. I was terrified of going on the floor at JCPenney. But what I had realized sitting at that front desk, I saw people coming in. I didn't, I wasn't sure if they were coming in or going out because some of the hairstyles was like, um, you know, so I wasn't sure. So I was like, you know what? If stuff coming in and out of here like that, I'm almost sure I can do something. Okay. So I told my manager, I told my manager, I said, hey, I'm in hair school. And um, I'll be graduating in a couple months. She said, girl, I'm going to put you on the floor. And I had built relationships at that front desk. Right. You know, people just love my spirit. I was laughing. You know, you know, I was building, I was building a clientele sitting <laughs> at that front desk. Wow. And when I finally got on the floor, I was a hot mess, but I was doing the best I could. I was <laughs> no dry hair soaking wet. You know, I wasn't putting people in the dry. And because I was building so fast, I don't know if my friends were like, I don't know if my uh, co-workers were like hating on me, not helping me because I was struggling. Um, 
not putting sulfate in natural hair. It was just, oh my God, it was just a mess. And but I was just growing, you know. I think in four years' time, I was a master stylist, um, starting off as a designer. So mind you, I still had that full-time job. Oh wow. You know, I was doing okay. um JC Penny's on Sundays only. Okay. So I don't even know how I got away with that. But <laughs> I did it for Sundays only. I was still working my full-time job. But I always for some reason left Saturdays open. Um so long story short, my income tax, my husband's income tax in that salon wasn't working. The numbers wasn't making sense. And in 2010, we moved into our, our new home after being married. I got married in 2007. And um, my husband wanted to move in a house together. And when we moved into this house, we had this extra room. And I asked my husband, could I open the salon in there? Um, once I had to leave Jesse Penny's because of the money, in the income tax, you know, we, we just didn't want to owe a lot of taxes. Long story short, um, he said no. Um, and I was like, I wonder why, you know, he does not have an entrepreneurial spirit. So this what kind of kept me, got me moving on. So I'm at this job. I remember this job was going to um, cut down hours. So one day they called me at my front desk and said, hey, um, everybody around me for months and months was getting hours cut. But mine wasn't. They were saying I was in a safe, secure, because my building had a secure room. With, um, they said, your job is going to be fine. They need somebody at their front desk. That day came for me. They called me and said, hey, um, March, whatever, we're going to um, we're gonna make your job part-time. And I was, I was, I was like stunned, like, but it was happening to other people, like, they made me like I was invincible, like I wasn't going. That wasn't going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. And then I let my husband know about the part time thing, and I didn't know if it was going to be daytime part time or even part time. But now, mind you, I still had the salon in the house because eventually he let he let me start building a salon in our home, and I found out. And I did that backwards. I started building a salon and didn't find out that um I had a zoning area that I could open the salon in my basement. I called on the commission in Rundle County and they was like, yes, you can have it. I was like, thank God, because I already got my floor and my, my sink in. So <laughs> I'm doing everything backwards with no guidance. That's why people ask somebody that already done this. Do not do these things on your own. So right, right. <laughs> and so after that, um, they called me that day and told me um, that my last day would be part-time would be on March the 30th or something like that. And um, I was like, okay, we talked about it over the weekend. And I say part-time job is for part-time people. I need a full-time job. I'm an adult. I need a full-time job. And so my uh, the contract I was working for came back to me and said, hey, um, they never came to us about it. We contracted you. They needed to come to us. And what they need to do is give you your job back full time if you will take it. And I was like, I didn't never want to be part time. So, yes, I'm going to take my job back full time. So they came back to me. So I thought to myself, days after days after days, I was back there six months. Six months later, um, I was saying to myself, I was like, you know what? 
they can come and fire me anytime. <laughs> if, if I, you know, they might come back and do this again. Right. And I said, you know what? If I work for myself, I can't fire me. Only okay. me can fire me, you know. And one day I was in the barbershop getting my hair cut. I was going in Landover getting my hair cut by my um, barber. Um, and my barber, he passed away um, uh, two years ago. And um, I remember being in that barbershop and I remember a girl um, came up to me uh, and she said, uh, hey, how you? I remember her working in the shop and um, and because I'm sharing, uh, it just crossed my mind. I wanted to make sure I didn't leave her out. But she came to me and she said, hey, I said, where you been? I haven't seen you in a while. She said, um, Veronica, Veronica. She said, um, yeah, I don't I don't work here that much. I work up Capitol Hill. I work here part time. I said, Capitol Hill. And I said, oh, OK, I'm thinking what you do at Capitol Hill. You know what I mean? Right. You know, she's black, short hair like me, tall. You know, I'm like, well, what do you do? She said, I work on the house side. I work on the house representatives. She said, I cut hair. I said, oh, OK. She said, I heard you got your barber's license. I said, yeah, girl, I don't cut no men's hair. I don't cut, especially no black men here. I don't cut. <laughs> and she said, um, well, girl, if they hurt, I'll let you know. You know, I'll, I'll let you know. And I said, yeah, okay. You know, just to kind of, you know, please her, or, you know, just kind of jive talking. Mm-hmm. And um, a year later, she inboxed me and she said, hey, call this number. And I'm like, call this number for what? Who is it? She said, um, just call this number. And, um, she never told me what it was about, you know. So I called a guy, left a message. Hey, this is Kimberly Coleman, blah, blah, blah. He called me back, Mike Brown. He called me back. He said, hey, Veronica told me you was a barber and um, that you, you know, uh, that you knew men's hair. And, you know, and here's the contract. To take a look over the contract. And um, these are the prices. And, you know, just, you know, Go back and forth. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> I'm like, what's happening here? He said, Okay. Let me know. You know, let me know what you think of the prices and stuff. And uh we could talk in the morning. So I looked over the prices. I said, uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, but then I was like, I can't even think about this. I'm going back to DC. I'm not driving in that traffic, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know. So I, I kind of didn't call the man back. So two days later, he called me. He said, hey, I was just wondering, did you have any time this week to come, you know, talk to me, check out the salon? He said, it's not. He said, it's ancient. It's an old place. So, you know, I don't know how you'll feel about, you know, but could you come down? And then I was like, okay. It just felt like God said, go see, you know, go check it out. So I took off my job. I said, I'm going to do a half a day because he wanted me to come early. So I told him, I told my job, I'll be back after lunch. You know, uh, I'll come in after lunch or whatever. So I'll go down D.C., get on the train. No, I drive. This time I drive. I drive down D.C. I mean, it was, the traffic was ridiculous. I get down there, come find out no parking. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on here? Then I had to go through all these magnometers and all this stuff I had on everything that ding, my, <laughs> my watches, everything I had. I was like, oh my God, 
So again, in this place, it was ancient. It's an ancient place, green walls, capitals, all, you know, the capital, you know, all these old pictures. So I go in, it's him and this other lady sitting there, they interviewing me. Mm -hmm. interviewing me. Nobody <laughs> said nothing about an interview. Nobody <laughs> said, you know what I mean? So I'm so I go through with it, but I'm angry. Mm -hmm. I'm angry because I felt kind of set up, mm -hmm. but I'm like, it was kind of cool that they interviewing me. So it was a weird kind of thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, long story short, he, he was like, how about, could you come back? So this was on a, Wednesday. He said, can you come back Friday to um, do two haircuts? But in this conversation, in this interview, he kind of whispered, um, can you cut Caucasian hair? I was like, yeah, I went to an all Caucasian school, so yeah, I can cut, you know. Um, now, mind you, I'm still not all that great at cutting men hair, you know. Um, I, knew, I knew enough. So I said, come back Friday. I work, you know, so so what I did on the way back to, you know, on the way back to my job job, I called him and said that it was like an electrical issue there at my appointment and that I need to go back Friday. And I was like, yeah, go back. Can I worry about matter of fact, take the day. So I go back. Y'all, I know this is a lot, but I go back and, um, you know, they had the lady in photography that does the picture for the badges. And uh, another guy that uh, work in HR. So um, I did it one at a time. So she want, he wanted me to color the lady's hair. And then I cut, you know, being in a, in a, a salon, you know how to move everybody fast. So I took the lady with the color. I cut her, color her hair. Because I always cut before I color. That's just me. Mm -hmm. I sit her to the side. I bring the guy in. I cut his hair. But I give him a whole consultation give them both a whole consultation. I'm smiling, being myself, you know, I, you know, not thinking I'm in a private room. So, okay. you know, we have private rooms in there for our senators and, yeah. um, for, you know, cause we don't only do the senators, we do Capitol police, you know, staffers, lawyers for each Senator cause each Senator have plenty lawyers. And um, so I did that, knocked that out. And, Soon as I finished that, the guy said, uh, could you do a background check today? I said, today? You know, so I'm telling you, all this stuff going on now, mind you, I never had a conversation with my husband. Never. Okay. <laughs> I told him nothing. So I um, go get this, this, this background check, y'all. Go get this background check. So um, I knew I wasn't going to have no problem with that. Go over there, sit in there, and talk to the and now mind you, all this is happening, you know, without my permission. I know God is working through this whole thing because mm -hmm. I never asked for this job. I never, you know, all this stuff was happening. It's not like he interviewed other people. Because bottom line, after all this went transpired, he felt like long as I knew Veronica, that I had a job. Long as I passed the background check, I had a job. So all this was varying on having relationships. You know, I just believe, I truly believe that you um, you build relationships and you do unto others as others do to you. And, you know, that's kind of how that whole thing happened. Um, 
you know, um, my background, as my background check was coming in, mind you, I'm thinking background check, you know, might take a week or two weeks. He said, I'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> so now I got to have a whole conversation with my husband now. Right. Mind you, as this thing stuff was happening, I kind of was bits and pieces, you know. Now, mind you, um, you know, we have a church family and they say, you know, in this, I'm in a wife for life group. And they said, if your husband decides to tell you, no, you can't take that job, guess what? You can't take that job. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, and uh, so um, I told my husband, I was like, I did a background check and da da da. He said, um, why would you, at 50 years old, take a job? Now, mind you, this was a part, they wanted to hire me part time, three days. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave a full-time job, full benefit. Um, and uh, now mind you, they gave me my job back, you know, not the part-time, they was giving me full-time and they mm-hmm. said they would not come back to me ever and take me part-time again. Mm-hmm. And um, and one day I just, you know, I sat down at my desk. I said, God forgive me, you know, um, for some reason I feel like I need to be at the Senate. Um, and so what I did, this is this is what you're gonna laugh about, Mickey. So my husband was really not, he was upset. So I did, I gave my two week notice. Um, they gave me, I mean, seriously, my job gave me this big party. They were just so proud of me because, you know, at my age, taking this risk to take this job. They, nobody understood it, but they were just so happy for me that I would do that at my age. And so um, they gave me this big party and gave me all this money in a gift card. And um, and so, like I said, my husband was mad. But um, so I say, I guess if I get another part time job, that'll be two jobs and that'll be a full time job. <laughs> so I applied at MGM National Harbor mm-hmm. and got the job. Now, this, I know it was God working in my life because guess what? I got both of the jobs the same day. Oh, wow. <laughs> the same day he called me, my background check cleared, and um, Rachel uh, Knapp called me the same day and um, told me that um, that I had got the job. So I worked at MGM National Harbor for two days, and I worked at the um, Senate for three. Okay. Now, I went in there half a day on Wednesday, 12 to 4, and I went to um, uh, 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 MGM Tuesdays and Saturdays. Um, so I, I just made it happen for a little while. And that traffic going at MGM down 295 was ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. And they um then I that's where I met Shantae. Mm-hmm. Love Shantae. And yeah. um we became good friends. And she told me about Mickey Wright, um, <laughs> which I known about Mickey for a long time um through Beauty Superstar. So if you don't know anything about that, please check her out. She's the bomb. Okay. You know, and, uh, yeah. And so now, you know, here, so from the first year working at three days a week, my clientele grew so fast now because let me tell you, um, between going to all these classes, events, all these barbers, these top barbers on Instagram and uh-huh. uh, um, uh, Facebook and all that stuff, I put them in my pocket. I, you know, inboxed people, took classes, 
Um, and I'm always, if anybody knows me, I'm in a class somewhere paying for something. All my money go to classes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned how to cut some hair. I learned how to, I learned how to become a barber. And what I did after hair school and after 15 months, I went and got a master barber's license. Okay. I didn't wait, you know, till I forgot everything. I went right after and got my master barber. So I know God had his hand in this whole career thing. You know, not only that, I went to, a, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, in Georgia, we went to that uh, shoot. The big, what is that big? Um, Brown uh, Show? Or? The Brown Brothers Show. Okay. Uh, I went to a show. <laughs> and I went to, I met Yancey. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. I met Yancey and Yancey told me about Crystal Wright. And uh -huh. see, all this time, Crystal was telling me, you know, I went to her class in New York. I did a three-day class, paid millions for that, but it was worth every freaking dime. Crystal, thank you. And um, through my whole four years of being in um, full-time hairstylist, because I've never done this, for the four years that I've been in this business, I've done a TV show, mm -hmm. building relationships. Just be, and that's getting ready to come out. It's called um, "Really Love." Um, Angel Williams. Oh my God, that show was amazing. <laughs> with the likes of um, uh, working with the likes of uh, Kofi of Queen Sugar, uh, Tasha of Power. Okay. Um, oh my God, it's just so many. It, it was star, star studded. It was amazing. And just the relationships through um, my PYP sisters. Um, I got to give a shout out to her um, because she hooked me up with that show. Um, man, it, it's been an amazing ride. Um, I also met, uh, it's, you know, names just snap out of your head when you're <laughs> in the audience. Um, uh, What's the show with Chadwick Boseman? Black Panther. Okay. Um, I was able to meet um, the hairstylist of yeah. Black Panther through just relationships. Okay. You know, inbox and Instagram. Um, a couple people on Instagram that's really in the hair industry has really been helping shape my career because I'm only four years. Wow. You know, working at the Capitol, being at MGM doing this movie. And then I got an opportunity. I went to a class, to a class. The girl remember I was the only barber in the class. All the hairstylists said they want to do Beyonce. They want to do Rihanna. You know, I said, I'm a barber, you know, because Crystal Wright always told me to be a barber because I kept wanting to be a hairstylist. She right. said, you have a master barber's license. Right. You know, so be a barber. And um, I remember saying, I'm Kim and I'm a barber. And you know, she called this girl reached out to me, uh, Tacoa. She reached out to me and she inboxed me. They said, Where's that girl, Barbara? Somebody, you know, and she reached out to me and got me a job doing um, Michael Strahan's hair. Oh, wow. I was like, what in the world? God help me, Jesus. Lord. I just freaked out. I couldn't sleep that night. I didn't know. <laughs> and I look, I told my husband what I was going to do. He was like, You want me to, you want me to drive you? I was like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening to my life, God, but thank you. You know, I thank God every morning, you know, every night. My career has just been spiraling out of control. 
you know, um, it's just the relationships. Right. You know, um, it's nothing I did. It's nothing I, you know, I, I'm not any special person. You know, anybody could do this. You know, you just got to, your connections got to be right. You got to be there for other people. You got to help people. And through the pandemic, I started a um, salon call on Mondays at 2 p.m. I I reached out to a couple girls that um, that, that I felt good in my spirit. You know, that'll be a good group of people because everybody don't fit in your circle. You know, and um, I got to give them a shout out. Every morning we meet, every Monday at 2 p.m. we meet. Um, um, Chandra, Elizabeth, she's in New Jersey. Uh, Antoinette, uh, Chante, she's out in Waldorf. Uh, Nasha, she's out in New York, um, braiding hair. Sydney, she just opened her own salon. She used to work for Bubbles, um, things that work out there. So she opened her own salon. Mm-hmm. Charity, she got a, a, a salon that on wheel, on wheels. And, and Tony Wallace, she's another barber and makeup artist. Just killing the game right now. So, you know, um, it's so important to um, be there for other people and, and, and let them know how much they help you. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of my story. And I'm sticking to it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's so impressive. Definitely. <laughs> so I just want to backtrack on a couple things for people to really like grab onto, because I think you shared so much. Um, I guess, first of all, I'm sorry you lost your barber. It's like that. Those relationships are, are really meaningful. And so um, sorry about that. Sorry to hear about that. But, um, you know, starting a career, at you said 44 i think was when you went back yeah 44 when i mm-hmm. yeah yeah and so i hope that there's someone watching that's been thinking about it it's in their spirit they're like ah but i might be too old yeah you know forget about it you know <laughs> use kimberly as an example um yes. like i shared my mom um is in the industry and it's like she started started college, met my dad, they got married and had us and she never finished college. So several years ago now, she um, she was like, you know what, you guys are grown and I never finished what I started. She wanted to go back to school and she got so much, um, you know, hate or shade or however you want to put it. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you just doing something to put on your, you know, on your um, tombstone or something crazy like that? But she was like, she's been out for 11 years. And she was like, that's the best thing she's ever done. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know how, you just don't know. See, all this is happening. Like I said, it's it's God in the vein. I never um, thought I'd be working in Capitol Hill. You know, dark skin. Look at my, you know, look at me. And now when senators or, you know, another Caucasian walk in and say, okay, Kim is going to be your stylist. First thing they like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but as soon as I'm finished their hair, they like, I'm going to tell whoever's in my office to come see you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of sad that I have to do your hair for you to love me or like me, but it's okay. Whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you gotta be, you gotta have a a thick skin um, because mm-hmm. they might not choose you until you do their hair, mm-hmm. you know, but sometimes you have no choice. It's only four of us in there. Right. I'm right. just a little dark skin one in there. <laughs> guess what? They come back. 
you right. know, and um, I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I've been blessed, and, and 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 sometimes if your if your self esteem is low and you don't feel good about yourself, yeah, you'll struggle in that atmosphere. You really will because sometimes they look away before they look at you. You know, they see you come down the hall and look in another direction. You yeah. know, um, and uh, it even been times. You know, I would be in a lunchroom or something, and uh, and I say, "Hey, you know, how you doing?" It's like, "Oh, hi." You know, like I'm like I've been standing behind you the whole time. You know, <laughs> I've been here every six weeks. Okay. Week. You know what I mean? But I, I, you know, I, I, I'm not standing out in the crowd. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have a thick skin and, and um, uncomfortable in your skin, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll have a hard time. But I love what I do. And I know I changed I changed some lives in there. I, I get interns where they um they're getting ready to get married or um yeah. or they one guy's struggling with hair loss at 23 years old, mm-hmm. you know, being an intern. And and I say, you know what? I said, you got an awesome spirit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, if I was a girl your age, as cute as you are and nice as you are, I would love to, you know, spend some time, you know. And he was like, Kim, I'd be so worried about my hair loss that I don't even put myself out there. So thank you. You know, and so the front desk said, Kim, you just got a $25 tip. <laughs> she said, you know, just things. Like, and it's not even for the money. It's not even right. for the, it's just in my spirit to make you feel better. You know, right. so it's, 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 like I said, you just got to have a thick skin and you got to be all right with who you are. Because yeah. you do have, you know, some struggles and, and you know, me being dark skin and coily hair, mm-hmm. you know, but so, let me get my clippers in my hand. Okay. <laughs> so talk to me because I think that feels like to me, and it might not be true, um, something that can come with age as far as the maturity and self-acceptance. You and- know what? It, it, and- it comes with age, but it's also, you know, I connect with my high power. Like mm-hmm. me and God are good friends, and right. I, you know, um, just the struggles I've been through, just period as a person. You right. know, I've accepted who I am. You know, um, you know, sometimes I even struggle with I want to relax my hair or I want to, you know, um, no, I'm okay. I'm okay with me. And, right. and like I said, being in a setting in the capital, you gotta be okay with you. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think that's almost anywhere, you yeah. know, that there's a certain level of um, self-acceptance and, you know, experience helps, I think, sometimes with that. If we're, like you say, on the path, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's developing that connection with your higher power, if it's um, doing some, you know, self work if it's working with other mentors who yeah. see in you everything that's in yeah, I do I got I got several I got hair mentors I got a wife for life mentor shout out to Beverly Little you know um my church first Baptist Glen Island shout out to First okay. Baptist you know yeah um I got a lot of groups I got a I'm telling you I got a circle of people that's amazing you know and I feel like it's just so important you know, I reached out to a couple people. Um, you know, I reached out to a couple people um, just before this call. You know, to pray for me. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, that I was going to meet with you on this interview because, you know, um, it's, it's not easy doing this, you right. know, um, but I just live in my truth and yeah. being um, 40, starting at 44 and all these things happen to me is not, I didn't put my, I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. I yeah. just put me in a path with the strong people in my life. And I took suggestions because a lot of times I don't want to take them. You okay. know, I'm, I'm now 58 years old. You know, um, I got to wear crazy looking shoes. You know, I can't be cute all the time. And then, you know, so it's a lot of little things I deal with, you know, yeah. um, but I love what I do. So I don't feel no pain till it's time to limp up out of the of Capitol Hill and get on that rock train. Because I'm driving up there. I'm dry, I'm taking the train. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. And Angela says you're beautiful just the way you are. Thank you, Angela. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> on Facebook, if you're joining us on Facebook at the um, end of the, the message that says this is going live, there's a little area in there where you can put your name so we can actually see it when it comes up. But this person on Facebook says awesome testimony. Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, it's like, we got, I believe in your change. Oh. Taylor. And we have um, a, another superstar. Uh, <laughs> Monet oh, Everett. Gershon, my PYP sister. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. And we've got lots of folks that are um, sharing your comments. We appreciate it. So it's like, keep them coming Thank you so much. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm definitely so inspired by, you know, everything that you've done, the way that you put yourself out there. Like you say, there's like, it's not yours, but there's so many things that I want to point out that I think, set you up for where you are, you know, like you say, your relationship with God and your connection with other people in terms of mentorship. But you were saying it's like all your money just goes back into learning. This show and, you know, you mentioned New York going to see Crystal Wright. You mentioned the Bronner Brothers show. Those are things that are you setting up you for success. You know, that investment in yourself that you're worth that pays off in other ways, you know. And they don't happen right away, Mickey. You right. know, the relationships I made back at Bronner Brothers, mm-hmm. you know, I don't meet people just don't God just place them in later. Like mm-hmm. he just waits. He like hold them up like, okay, she don't need you right now. Yeah. This is when she needs you. It's so crazy. Right. I'm, you know, in awe. Just when I'm sharing my story, I'm like, Jesus. It's just I'm still in awe. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's wonderful just to kind of hear it, hear it, um, the way that it all fell together. <laughs> and Renee Mapp says she needed to hear this. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So we are touching lives today. In his time, not yours. <laughs> what do you say? I said, God does it in his time, not yours. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell us, you know, uh oh. I don't know what I just did. I think we're still connected here. Yep, there we go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did something and the whole screen went whoop. So <laughs> you just never know. So you you were signing up for cosmetology school, but you actually accidentally signed up for barber school. So are you a cosmetologist or you're I am a master barber. Master barber. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, and you mentioned like the prices and stuff with the Senate and, um, yeah. and I, how did that part work? Like uh -huh. you started out part time. Right. Like, do you get benefits? Do you, is it, you know, it's no. like, we don't want to dive too deep, but is it like salary? No, no. I'm a contractor. I, a pay contractor. Okay. I pay booth rent. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. That, so you know, there's somebody out there wondering how that works. But you know, it's a God thing because I left a job. I have a salon right. in my house. I pay booth rent outside of the house. Right. Part time. Right now, and and then I'm saying in months my clientele grew so fast because yeah. I went I went out on blind faith. None of that makes right. sense if you listen right. to it. it don't add up. Yeah, which is the beautiful and thing. I think the most money I ever made. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. And look, we're in a pandemic, and right. we're going to election. So anything that happens in the capital affects my money flow. Right. Okay. So, so talk to us about COVID and about how that affected, you know, your, you, you personally, but you as a barber for the Senate and the, you know, the whole everything there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we cut down to three days. I'm going in uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm off on Friday. So, you know, Friday's a busy time. Okay. But God, but God put that salon in this base, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, were you out for a while with the lockdown? And um, yeah, we were out. We didn't go back to June the eighth. Okay, June the eighth. Okay, okay. So, yeah. has it been different since you've gone back? Because I know, yeah. like people in general salons, it's been a little different. Yeah, people still working from home. Um, okay, you know, mm -hmm. but they, but still, the Senate front desk is still connected to the Senate. You know, oh. we do our booth rent. So they sent out emails, letting mm -hmm. everybody know that we're back and you know, we back working okay. when the when the capital is in session. Mm -hmm. Um where you know they come back, you know, they're doing stuff online and stuff, but some stuff they still come in. And okay. because the shop's still open, as long as it's open, they're coming in there. Okay. Okay. So and what and to get in there, you you um you outsiders can come, you guys. So you can't come oh. in, but you have to go, you know, through the Capitol Police and through the magnometers and stuff. Okay. Because, you know, we want to stay safe. And, um, but yeah, I, outside people can come. We I get clients where they just Googled it and it said, okay. it's in a barbershop. And they was like, how cool is that? Do right. I'm like, <laughs> and so you do full service there. Yeah. So we used to have a nail salon. We don't have nails anymore. Okay. So it's just um, three lady barbers and one guy. Okay. So it's just so four. You do, you do barbering for men. Do you do like women's hair, like cuts and curl, and you, you know, the color, color. Good, demo? Yeah. And we only work from 8 to 4.30. Okay. So home at 4.30. Okay. Okay. That's a nice, uh, a nice. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. now, now, how many hairstylists said they didn't go home at 4.30? Right, exactly. <laughs> yep, they would definitely feel like, oh my God, I'm missing out. You know? yeah, yeah, no, no. Because just think from 8 to 4.30, um, you know, it's millions of people. Not only do I do hair for uh, Senate employees, Senate staffers and senators, mm -hmm. I also do House of Representatives. So okay. they come over there. 
Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do they have their own shop on the other side? They do. That's where Veronica works. Shout out to okay. Veronica. Okay. Veronica does the hair on the house side. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever really thought about it one way or the other. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's like I know when I, I think around when I first moved to the D.C. area, it's like I think um, Robin Weir and there was another gentleman um, who were like the first ladies hairstylist, you okay. know, they were, you know, local, of course, in the D.C. area. Okay. Um, and, you know, that always seemed like, oh, wow, that's a, you know, like a wild kind of position to have or what have yeah. you. Um, but it's like I never thought about the Senate and, you know, just all these opportunities. That yeah, I mean, you know, um, hopefully, Miss Kamala Harris, <laughs> I'll be in the White House. OK. <laughs> it's like, well, uh, <laughs> I, did, uh, I got here, didn't I? Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I guess we had the whole um I've forgotten what they called it, but the the Nancy Gate kind of thing with the COVID oh. and, the, <laughs> and the all of that. Does does that affect you and and what you guys are going through? I'm sure people are talking. No, no you know, um, it's just like anywhere else. You just don't talk about politics and religion. Okay, uh huh. You just don't. I mean, you know, people try to sneak something in, but you know, I might have a reporter sitting in my chair. Right, right. Uh huh. So I have to be careful about what I say and who I say and who I talk about. Right, right. Yeah. Absolutely, that makes sense. And that's you know like the standard for most salons, like you said. Yeah, like you don't do it in a regular salon. Right, so. right. Yeah. So, so what about the things like the only time I remember really being on Capitol Hill, I was part of. Um, TSA, which was the Salon Association, is now okay. moved into PBA, the Professional yeah, Association. And I went down a couple times where we actually provided services yeah. for some of the staffers, um, you know, to be able to have conversations and also to be able to show them what we do on a daily basis so that they could have a better understanding when they're legislating some of these things. Yeah. So is that something that ever comes up as far as, um, you know, what's... When something on the Hill with um, the hairstylist, um, they actually just go into a hearing. They Some of them don't, didn't even know we had a salon. Uh-huh, okay. They just walk past and they see the barber pole. Okay, uh-huh. And they come in and say, oh man. And it's so funny how, like me and you, didn't know it was a salon in there. Right, right. And so I don't know what they called it back in the day, but now we call it the center, the uh, Senate hair care. Senate hair care. Okay. Yeah, okay. We call it Senate hair care. Okay. So I, it might have had a Senate borrower at some point. Right. But, okay. Um, I never looked into it, but we call it Senate hair care now, just to let everybody know that anybody can come to the salon because it's even people that work there today mm-hmm. don't know it's there. Say that again. It's people that work in there uh-huh. don't know it's down there. Oh, okay. You know, like new people that start because you got to remember when things change, people change out. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, how does that? It sounds like you've been there long enough to have had a a change as far as when I first started. Um, I thought um, next month would be my fourth year. Okay. When I when I first started, um, uh, the president just got in office. Okay. Okay. So you haven't really gone through a change. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's, 
interesting, I guess. I guess I heard before, oh, it's very interesting. Before I moved to DC, they were like, um, it's not about who's in power, but about who you know who's in power, you know, whoever whichever side it is. It's just well, um, well, with jobs, I mean you move with your um senator or you move with right. the, whatever's going on in the office or whatever. Right. Okay. Okay. But there'll always be senators and there'll always be the lawyers, like you say, and there'll always be the police in um oh, you know. okay. And the police don't change. That's that I mean no. Okay. Okay. No. And you said they're the Capitol Police that you do? Yeah, the police. Okay. Um, like I say, lawyers, they have, um, each senator has several lawyers. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the kids from Georgetown University. Because right. mm -hmm. you remember, people can come in from the outside. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's really Speaker fascinating. Speaker, um, um, press secretaries. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's nice. I mean, you don't know you don't know who you're cutting because right. they don't sit down and tell you their title. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it's wonderful, like to hear your personality and the rapport you're able to build, like the consultations. So, talk to us a little bit about consultations because I think that's such an overlooked part of our business and oh how that fit into yeah. on the hill. Yeah. Um. So one thing, if, when you're doing especially when you're doing senators, they keep their same look. Okay. So if you, um, if you knew doing a senator, you got to make sure you keep the same look. You can't do no extra fading. You can't <laughs> shape them up in the front. You know, you can't. Okay. <laughs> and, uh -huh. You know, one of the senators got a little shag in the back. Guess what? You need to keep that shag back there. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because right. It's their image. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. just like a uh, movie. Um, you got to make sure they keep the same image. Right, right. Or talk about on the news the next day. Okay. <laughs> Did you see Senator So-and-So's haircut? Yes, yes. yes. So yeah. I'm of that. And a lot of times when I do a senator or whatever, I look them up uh -huh. to make sure I can have the conversation if he needs to. Because I might not know what state they're from or, you know, I don't know them all. You know, so I'll do my research before because I know when I come in, your book is already okay. Sealed. And okay. if you if you got a senator on your book, they got a special spot mm -hmm. on your book, right? And you know, a senator coming in, okay. And um, I look them up just so we need to have a conversation, mm -hmm. and I won't ask some crazy stuff like, uh, "Are you um, where are you from?" Which is right. crazy because you should know where they're from. Right, right. <laughs> it's doing your homework, doing your research. Because <laughs> you want to, you know, um, you want to have them come back. You want to okay. be able to, you know, um, in the beginning, uh, you know, the first two years, I wanted it on my resume. But, you know, sometimes, it, you know, at some point in your career or once you've been there for a little while, um, I want to cut hair. I want to make people happy. You don't have to be, I don't have to do all the sentences on a roster. Right. You know, it's nice, but you know, um, as they get older, uh, you know, it's like I don't want this. Don't cut my sideburn too short. Don't get, you know, it's just get mm -hmm. that. And I want to be, I want to be able to create. And on senators, you can't create. Okay. Right. Right. They want to keep their same look. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm 
Yeah. So do you have a little bit more creative flexibility with like the staffers? And- yeah, with the staffers, the intern. I mean, I even get new staffers that you might want a purple piece in the in, in their hair where if they pull it and they let it down during yeah. the day on the weekends, they pull it up. They have a purple strip. Okay. You know, we can still rock that. Okay. Got yeah. it. Nice. <laughs> that keeps it fun. Yeah. 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 That's exciting. where I'm able to create, where I'm able to work with staffers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, senators ain't doing that. Right. Right. <laughs> hard parts. And, you know, in absolutely the not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not, I guess, untypical from our uh, salon atmosphere. It's like you've got your kind of core clients, at least, you know, it's like if you have a professional clientele, they are usually, um, you know, they may go this way or that way, but they're not going. Yeah, you might go a little shorter or you might, you know, but you won't be doing anything a little, no different. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So um, with like being in D.C., you were describing some of the traffic and getting to and from and other people in other areas might not understand. Um. Yeah, the traffic is crazy. Um, yeah. Always. And and by the Capitol, you can't park near it. OK. Um, we have gates and um, Capitol Police everywhere. OK. And, um, so, you know, you can't even look suspicious. Right. So, um, you know, sometimes I'm digging in my bag to get my badge out. I'm paranoid seeing there's somebody on the roof. Or, you know, right. <laughs> what's going on? Right. You know, and even like if I hear a loud sound in the hallway, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, something, you know, because we can, I didn't even know that you can let protesters inside the building. Oh. They can okay. protest inside. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so I remember yeah, I remember being in the lunchroom and the dreamers came in and sat down okay. in the middle of the floor. Oh, and in the lunchroom? Yeah, we couldn't get to the registers. Wow. And, the, and the police, as long as they're not tearing anything up, as long as it's peaceful, okay. they can't do a thing. Got it. Okay. Okay. It's the people's building, um, <laughs> unless something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So tell us about, you had said the first time you went down, you had everything blinging and, and beeping when you oh were going through it. <laughs> I had to take off my belt, pants falling down. You know, <laughs> I got my earrings, my braces. I'm like, I've got to come to work naked. Right. <laughs> You know, so that's uh, pretty much how you do it. Little, cute little shoes with the, you know, I'm like, right. oh my gosh, I cannot wear this stuff to work. Right. Because, you know, um, I have to come in a half an hour early just to get through the magnum. Right. <laughs> I've been there through at the airports where uh, when I was doing a lot of hair yeah. shows, it's like you have the big jewelry and you have something over here. And like you say, you have the yeah. belt with the buckle and the shoes. And even when I'm bringing in my scissors. You know, mm-hmm. in my back, you know, um, they ask you, do you are you working in the salon? Because I come in on the end where the salon is, and okay. uh, you know, most of the police on that end know, you know, okay, she works, you know. Okay, and, okay. You know, they see them scissors, they like, where you going? Right, right, wow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. For your everyday work life. Yeah. 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 Security first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is there anything else you want to tell us, you know, about, you know, the Senate and in your experiences, anything that like stands out or something that might be helpful for, you know, someone who's maybe looking to go in that direction? You know, it's like there are lots of opportunities on local levels as well, I would imagine, yeah. to work yeah. with some of the senators yeah. and stuff when yeah. they're home. Um, they, um, it's, it's like any place else. It's good to know someone. Mm-hmm. You know, right. uh, like if they ever need to have an opening or something, they will probably come to one of us. Right. Okay. And, you know, is anybody, you know, that could pass a background check. Right. Because <laughs> that, you know, that's first. Right. right. Background check. Absolutely. You know, um, and, and they would, they would come instead of go outside, you know, um, mm-hmm. they would definitely like to have somebody in house that that they can trust or, you know, something right. like that. Right. Um, that's where it's good, where, like I talked about earlier, it's just good to know somebody and have a good rapport, mm-hmm. you know. And, right. and, pour, and, and at some point in your career, you need to pour back into other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so how would you suggest that? And I feel like when you pour back in, because guess what? Um, you've been in this career a long time. It's, just, it's, it's I feel like... Um, you need to be comfortable in your skin to teach other people stuff, you mm-hmm. know. And I know, especially now with um, with finances and people, things getting tight because of COVID, and you know your clients, your clientele is not like it was. A lot of people, you know, terrified. This COVID thing is serious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these are the times you can give some free education. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the times you can give back. Uh, you know, give, you know, a trim or something like that. And I understand, I understand all of us got to make money and pay bills, but guess what? The more you give, the more you get, you know that mm-hmm. as right. an adult, you know, the more you give, the more you get. Right. And um, I found myself, you know, doing, giving back more, mm-hmm. you know, because I had so much time on my hand being home. Right, right. You know, and that's when I, you know, started the Zoom meeting and, okay. and with these ladies on Mondays. Yeah. You know, and we're giving, we're giving, and it, it's no trade secrets anymore. Okay. <laughs> this is not. You're telling right. people what you're putting in their hair now, you mm-hmm. know, because guess what? Nobody can do what you do. Absolutely. You know, I'm, you know, Mickey, you might do it to the right and I might do it to the left. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? And it both come out good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I feel I feel like, you know, I don't have a problem with sharing something with my clients or sharing mm-hmm. something with a colleague. You mm-hmm. know, we all on the same team now at this point. Exactly. Exactly. You no, know, it's not back in the day, you ain't give out product secrets. You ain't let nobody how you, you know, how you got that blonde hair. Right. You know, people selling it for millions of dollars just to go to a blonde class. But you do you. I ain't mad. I ain't hating on nobody. <laughs> you know, you know, give money how you get it. But um, hey, you gotta give to get. Yeah, yeah. You keep yeah. on charging what you charge for your little class, you know, and get two people in there mm-hmm. and wonder why you're only getting two people in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It definitely uh, makes a difference with, with giving and being yeah. able to give back. Because you're gonna you're gonna make money because you know what you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
God's going to bless you because you know what you know. But give something. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep, that's a good message. So what about someone who's thinking about going to school right now? Would Go. you just the barber or the college? Make sure you know what school you're in. <laughs> Make sure you know what class you're in. Um, I, I say do it. Mm -hmm. It's still, you know, even with, guess what? This always, doing hair is a win-win. They cannot take this from us. Long right. as you got two hands, you can work. I mean, people doing it with one hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Man, I just, I, it, I just get speechless because of the gift of 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 knowing how to do hair. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about someone who's like uh, twenty, where you were, and it's like, I want to do this, but you know, it's like, yeah. I don't want it. Hey. Your time will come if you can't do if you can't afford it or you can't do it right now because one thing or another, you just had a baby or anything that stood in your way. Mm -hmm. You know, your mom got sick or something, anything that stood in your way. It just might not be your time, mm -hmm. but your time will come like mine did. Right. And it came way late in life. I would have mm -hmm. never thought about doing no hair, standing up all day. At 44 years old, I wanted to sit down at that front. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. you like you got a lot of life left. So. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. You're I mean, just getting revved up. <laughs> I, hey, I'm enjoying it. And I told myself, and this is another thing I said to myself, you know, I got a grandbaby. I, I just, you know, I just want to, you know, before I leave this earth, I want to, I want to do something to make me happy. And hair makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. It's my happy place. Yeah, I think that's that's so important. Like, say it again for us. You know that <laughs> hair makes me happy. It's my happy place. Even when I fail, even when uh, a color comes out wrong, or even if a haircut just look crazy to me, and it might make somebody else like, oh my 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 husband or my wife really like this haircut, you know. And I look in and say, oh boy. You know, <laughs> and they loved it. That's what makes me feel good. Right. You know, even when I make mistakes, I learn from my mistakes. And guess what? It's somebody out there that knows how to do it. And I ask them. I'll inbox them. Somebody in a minute. Ask Derek Monroe. I'll inbox somebody in a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, We've yeah. had that that suggestion uh, a couple times. I know Sterling yeah. was like... I mean, if you respond or not, guess what? It's okay. Right. right. I know who I'm dealing with. You know, I'm you know, you might not have time or whatever it is. Right. You know, but if it's in my spirit, I'm I'm responding to I don't know where you're gonna fit in my life. Mm -hmm. So guess what? I'm responding. Right. I might right. not respond right away, but I'm responding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And like tell us about like the opportunity to do is it film or television or both? Oh man. And how that kind of came about. You mentioned it. <laughs> so I mean, when I went to the Crystal Rice class, um, mm -hmm. my PYP, Perfect Your Portfolio. Okay. You know, she she gives, I mean, she got this program that's off the chain. I that's who you need to have on here. I will. <laughs> if good good Lord oh, will. Uh, come on, <laughs> I love come Crystal. On, come on for making Crystal. Okay. <laughs> 
And um, she got this incredible program. And um, from there, she just inspired you. You know, because I'm thinking to myself, oh, man, I'm oh, ain't nobody going, you know. And, you know, when you're growing up, you're like, I'll never be able to do that person's hair. Or I'm never. Mm-hmm. It's no way. Man, when um, my PYP sister, Renee um, Dyson, when she, she reached out to me and said, hey, could you assist me on this show? I was like, what? Today? <laughs> what? She said, tomorrow. Get your kit ready. I was like, okay, what do I need to have in it? What did I just, you know, I called in. Guess what? And then this and watch TV people because guess what? Had them people I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> and they were ain't listers. I was like, Mama, you know who that is? I was like, no. <laughs> it's like speaking of which. I said, I said, Whitney, I don't know who that is, sweetie. She said, Mama, that is um, Tasha of Power. I said, your wife on Power? She said, yes, Ma. I said, oh, I didn't know who she was. With, you know, without the makeup and without right, the right. and all that stuff. You know, I was I was riding her wig. It was for her. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Michael Ealy, he was there. I was like, oh, Jesus you know, um, you know, I had to get my heart together okay. and pull it together because I just never been in the presence of these people. Right. You know? right. And all I kept saying to myself, I went to the bathroom and I said, God, and, and all he told me was do your job. Right. Right. <laughs> do your job. Do what you came to do. And, you know, and that's what I did. And, right. and all you got to do is, is behave yourself. Okay. <laughs> don't go on there taking selfies. Don't you know? Don't do your job, and they'll call right. you for other jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. Good advice. All mm-hmm. of it. Like watch TV. <laughs> watch TV, people. <laughs> I can see that being me. It's like <laughs> I'm set, Mickey. That's it's. But you know what? You got to remember these people look totally different in person. Mm-hmm. You know, not that different that you should know them. But yeah, they smaller, taller, skinnier. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. Plus, I, I think uh, COVID showed us some of them. Yeah, their glam team is. <laughs> and I said, uh, not to be insulting, but some of them should write a big thank you letter for their glam. Oh man, yeah. It's like ah, <laughs> we are important. <laughs> yep, we are absolutely important. Are. Without your glam team, you're nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's still them, but it's like, okay, let's yeah, yeah. let's get the hair back. Let's get the you know yeah. makeup. <laughs> yeah. So definitely good. Yeah. So, um, so what's I, next for Kimberly Coleman? What's next for right now? I'm just going to be a grandmother and work at the Senate for a while. Um, just kind of, um, you know, because you get a little worried about now it's election time. So people oh, gonna be yeah. campaigning, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it might make it a little slow or whatever. Just oh. working Kim Coleman Salon, like I said, I'm um, Kim Coleman Salon LLC. So I do have a salon of my own, and oh. that's going well on its own, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, just keep chugging along with those two things because nice. they're paying the bills. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I usually start sometimes talking about uh, how we met, but you mentioned, you know, it's like that we met through Beauty Superstars mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. and then got yeah. to meet each other in passing and uh, at a show. Yeah. Person, but this is the first time I'm really getting to sit down with you. And then, yeah, yeah. And you know, Mickey, to, to, you know, you know, meet people on like social media, Facebook, and things like that, um, and, and actually get to see them in person because all I knew is beauty superstars. Mm-hmm. And I was so impressed with all you do is want to help stylists. That's all you do, you know. <laughs> and as a young stylist, it's like, okay, I need the information, the titles. I mean, your titles are amazing. Like, oh, yeah, you want to make money. You want to make $100,000. Yes, I do. You know, <laughs> I need to get with this. And your prices are amazing. You can't beat them. And yeah. then you give away free education. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So you just can't beat it. And then this platform. Yeah. You know, God has truly been blessing you too, Mickey. So yeah. thank you so much for what you do and all you do for this industry. Yeah. We love you and thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's like it's it's in my blood, I guess you could say. It's like yeah. a, uh, <laughs> and it shows. Love this industry. And I'm really happy to be here and be able to share these stories because it's like, you know, who knows, you know, what you're doing and how it's affecting, you know, you, your family, your this, you know, the folks in the Senate that you touch on a regular basis. It's like you know, we do so much and so many things. And like, this is such a unique type of situation. And a lot of times we don't know that the opportunity exists. Yeah. Don't feel like we might be qualified for it. Oh. You know, it's like, and then being a person of color, it's like, sometimes we exclude ourselves before yeah. we can have a chance. Before to, you give it a chance. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I, I appreciate your, um, your power and your presence and your, uh, <laughs> your personality. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, um, I think, I hope it's inspiring for others to watch and see, um, you know, someone who's really, you know, God led and just allowing the, you know, what doors open, open. And it's like, it's just. Cause I, I, and, and, and just to end this, I, um, I didn't do it. I had nothing to do with any of it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, when I do things, it's like I always pray to be a channel, and it's like it seems like he's using you as a channel as well. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Oh my gosh! Yes. Yes. So um, I guess we'll start to wrap things up. Um, Yeah, and and it's like with the Shantae connection, I did want to mention that as well. Yeah. (laughs) I tell some people about my my salon daughters. I have two salon daughters. One started at. 15 and one at 14. And Shantae is one of my salon daughters who started with me as my assistant at 14 and uh, became their other mother. And I'm super proud of her. It's like she's the um, salon, I think, spa director at the MGM Grand. That's where we met. And she's a amazing stylist. Oh my God. Her work is amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially with that short hair. It's like, oh, yeah. She rocks some short hair, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yep. So I'm super proud of her. And I think it's like that, you know, that six degrees of separation. It's like, <laughs> like we're already connected, you know, <laughs> ma'am. Yep. So, yep. So thank you so much for taking time out of your um, out of your schedule to join us here tonight. And I didn't ask, but if anybody has any quick questions, you can put them in the, the comment section and we'll try to, to get this as we wrap up. 
But um, again, I want to thank everybody who's here watching us live, who's here uh, watching on a replay. I uh, invite you to subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and um, and definitely tell a friend about this. Somebody needs to hear this story, this testimony, really. And, um, you know, we want to get these messages out to people who really need to hear them and um, and just see how great our industry is and the people that are in it you know, and the things that they're doing, I think are just absolutely spectacular. So we will have more to come. Um, Beauty Superstars Talks is continuing. And I didn't even mention, but this is Barber Month. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Barber Month. And so we've got one more barber who's going to join us next week. Okay. And um, that is Sherrod Holloway. Okay. He is based in Raleigh, North Carolina, which is where I now live. Okay. And um, he is a, um, a barber, um, a barber educator. He teaches in schools, but he also um, helps men with grooming, um, you know, with skin care and with beard care. It's like wow. an amazing beard. So I'll be on next week. Yeah. So ladies, you know, <laughs> stay tuned. And, uh, <laughs> and, but he's really committed to helping young men become men yeah. and teaching them what they need to know outside of grooming okay. to, um, to really be great. And, and I, I love that. And we need more of that. So, um, you know, with fathers being absent and all of that kind of stuff within our community. And so I can't wait to, to meet with him and he's a great person. You guys will love him. Um, and after that, we go into October, which is legends month. Oh wow! And I'm just going to be over the moon. I'm going to be sitting there with my mouth open. So <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. My first um, guest on the sixth, I think it is. Yeah. The sixth okay. is going to be John Atchison. Okay. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's like he is the, the father of precision cutting with okay. textured hair. Yeah. He was definitely someone I learned a ton from. He was definitely a mentor to me. And um, I'll share some stories when, when he gets here. But uh, <laughs> I was ready to move heaven and earth to try to get into one of his classes. And uh, <laughs> but um, so he's going to be my first guest. Um, my second guest is going to be Dr. Hare, Reginald Mitchell. Okay. And he uh, was with Soft Sheen for many years. And I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember the production that they had on stage. He was part of that. But it's like they had some hair slinging and swinging and, and choreographed productions. And he's the person who taught me how to um, how to act on stage. Oh wow! And, um, so I'm, I'm super excited. He's going to join us. And we've got another couple folks that we're Firming up, I know Floyd is here with us. Yeah, Floyd Kenyatta will be here. Oh Just my goodness! A date um, set aside. I remember. Yeah, global ambassador for John Paul Mitchell. I'm yeah. not sure if he's still in that role or not, but it was kind of one of those lifetime roles, and definitely yeah. um, he has some serious, you know, history. So I am super excited about um, that month, and then we're going to go into some things with retail and getting you guys some money in your pocket, which is some of the things that I love to do. Yeah. And so just stay tuned. Just mark off Tuesdays at seven and join us. Uh, <laughs> And um, and definitely visit beautysuperstars.com. Um, it's like I do have a free gift for you. It's like a video um, finances. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's like get your finances in shape. I know um, COVID's been been kind of rugged for some of them. So um, so it's just you know some seven steps you can use to get your the hairstylist can use to get their 
funds back in order. Awesome. So yeah, beautysuperstars.com. And I'm also in the process of putting together a program um, to help um, a thousand stylists. It's like, I'm going to go big, um, but I'm going to start probably with 10 stylists to help them generate an additional thousand dollars a month. So if you are interested uh -huh. in that, Put a message. That, Come on now. Okay. <laughs> Put a message somewhere. I need to be in that class. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it's like sign up for the, you know, the gift that I have on beautysuperstars.com or put a, a message in the chat and I'll connect with you so that I can get you some information. And I want to get your input as far as what you're looking for. So, okay. yeah. So it's all about, you know, paying this for this forward and helping our, our, industry to not only survive, but to thrive. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to thank you again, Miss Kimberly Coleman. Any last words for us? <laughs> Any parting words of wisdom? <laughs> no, I just appreciate what you do. I thank you. I thank this industry and the people that poured into me. Um, and um, I'm going to just keep pouring into others. Yes. Yes. Pay it forward. Pay it yeah. forward. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. You are definitely a superstar. And um, I definitely pray that this blesses some people here. Yes, and um, it's like we've got uh, a couple little things. Thanks for sharing and inspiring from Angela. Thank you, Angela. Thank you so much. Patricia Taylor. Great thank you, Pat. It's so awesome. That's my yeah. girlfriend. <laughs> so great things. So everyone um, stay fabulous. Um, keep reaching for the stars and I will look forward to seeing you next week. And um, like I said, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already and tell a friend. So take good care. Thank you, Kim. And we'll talk to you soon. All right.